What is up, you guys? Welcome back to the Fast and Flow podcast. I'm your host, Fast and Flow, otherwise known as Katherine Kelly, your running bestie, a New York City-based long-distance runner, certified personal trainer, and soon-to-be certified run coach. And I also work in corporate strategy at a fitness company, so we are all things running and fitness over here. Today, we're going to talk about the concept of strong versus skinny and how my ideal of aesthetics has changed so much in the past few years and changed to an ideal that's much more healthy, literally just like from a scientific standpoint, a longevity standpoint, a muscular standpoint, um, and how I've just been feeling so much more positive mentally, physically, emotionally, um, and kind of what my goals around body recomposition have been lately because obviously I've been talking about that a lot, but it's always something that I want to be careful to portray in the correct fashion because I know myself hearing anything about body recomposition a few years ago when I was in college, I would have not taken it the right way. I would have always thought it to mean, oh, I just want to lose weight. And body recomposition, I cannot stress this enough, is not about weight for a lot of people. Like, I don't want to weigh less. I want to weigh the same, but I want to redistribute how much of my body is comprised of fat versus muscle in that I want less fat and more muscle. But I don't want my weight to change. My ideal goal would be to keep my body weight the same because I want to try to build as much muscle as possible. It's not something that I've been focused on the past five years because I've just been so focused on running and I'm really getting into the scientific research and literature. I've been listening to a lot of Huberman Lab podcasts specifically on fat loss, on muscle gain, and it's so crazy. I was just listening to a podcast as I was walking Lucy. This is all about muscular strength and hypertrophy and um, he was saying that If you don't do a minimum of five sets per muscle group per week, you will start atrophying in those muscles. Now, you won't atrophy super quickly if you're somebody who's, you know, healthy and young and active, but that was crazy. Like five sets per muscle group per week in the grand scheme of research has been found to be what you need to do just to maintain your muscles. To me, that's crazy because I definitely was not doing five sets per muscle group per week. Yes, when you're doing something like running, you are recruiting a lot of lower body muscles. So while you're not necessarily lifting up weights, that's not what it means. It just means like utilizing those muscle groups every week. Um, But my upper body definitely was not strong at all. And because I hadn't been doing any strength, it's so cool to see in the past few weeks since I've been lifting, you know, not even heavy weight, but you know, moderate weight a few times a week, I'm seeing so much um, growth and so much strength in my muscles already. And I just feel really, really good and really confident. So before we get into the bulk of the episode, um, I wanted to just give a life update. It's Sunday night as I'm recording this. It is 9.40 p.m. I I feel like I always am like, oh, I should record in the morning, but my energy in the morning is so different. Like I am such a night person. I've said this a lot on my social media. Um, it's something that I feel like I used to honestly be ashamed of because literally everything about like being the most successful is always about waking up super early and crushing it and I have been getting up a lot earlier I'm trying to become a morning person at least for the winter just simply because I want to be up when the sun is up since the sun sets so early like I don't want to shorten my days of sunlight so I have been working on getting up earlier and there is definitely something to be said about feeling really good and productive still super early in the day like 
I don't like the feeling when it's 3 p.m., 4 p.m., and I'm like, oh my gosh, I still haven't gotten to the most important stuff I have to do today. That's not a good feeling. Um, but I do like chatting at night. So I feel like I do like recording the podcast at night, even though I feel like a lot of people probably would think the mornings would be easier because you've had your coffee and everything. But I don't know. Something about the night is cozy to me. Um, I I had a really great weekend. Brett and I laid pretty low. We didn't really do anything with anyone else it was just us two which was so nice we haven't had a weekend like that in a while because we've been running around traveling it was thanksgiving um next weekend we have a lot of plans with friends so i was really glad that we were able to take this weekend we just went to the restaurant that's right under our apartment on friday night got some sushi and ramen um and then just stayed in um went to bed early got up went to f45 saturday morning and then we had a really nice day saturday we both are um, do I'm doing my running certification. Brett's doing, um, kind of like a finance course. So we were both working on that. And I always think that's really fun. Like, I really do like when there's calm time over the weekend to be able to work on personal things. I think it's really fun and really relaxing. Um, and so Brett and I were just kind of sitting together in the same room, working on our certifications and it was really, really nice. And then Saturday night, last night we went to see the movie Napoleon and we went to this dine in movie theater, um, which was cool. You like scan the QR code at your seat and then you ordered your drinks and your food and popcorn and everything. So that was super fun. I don't love going to the movies or honestly like Broadway or just anywhere where you have to sit for a long period of time. I was saying this on my story this morning, but not, I don't have like any diagnosed issue, but I definitely have, um, an issue where I'm either super, super focused on something like you cannot pry me away or I can't concentrate on anything at all. And the second the switch flips, I cannot be doing that thing anymore. And so I always get really nervous that I'm going to be like watching the movie and just be like, oh my gosh, I just like need to get up or be like on a plane and just be like, oh, I need to get up. And I, I need to get up in that moment. It's very, I don't know if it's like obsessive, compulsive. I'm not sure. Um, but something with my brain makes me act that way. So I always get nervous, <laughs> bottom line, to be in a movie theater for three hours because movies are so long these days. But it was a really good movie. If you like war movies, I think you would really like it. There was also a really good like love storyline there, which I really liked. Um, so definitely suggest seeing it if you're kind of bored and looking for something to do. Um, and obviously, I go to the movie theaters to get popcorn like in a, a huge Diet Coke. I don't normally drink Diet Coke, and I don't normally eat like a vat of popcorn. So... I always look forward to that when I go to the movie theater. I just took a little break to drink some of my cranberry fizz poppy, and it's so good. And the can is so cute and so festive. Um, and I feel like, well, they just taste good, but I do think they help me with the digestion a little bit because there is apple cider, apple cider vinegar in them, but they mostly just taste really good to me. You can taste the apple cider vinegar, but I actually really like that taste. So if you've never tried poppy, definitely try it. And Olipop, like I go back and forth between the two. I always love having like a little sweet treat after lunch and or after dinner. Um, how many sweet little drinks I drink in a day is actually crazy. But I mean, they're, I guess, pretty healthy. I just always like to have like a little sweet treat, you know? But anyway, was a fantastic weekend. I feel really good heading into Monday, into the week. It's probably going to be another busy week, but that's okay. Last week was super, super busy at work. I was working really late every night. Um, but, you know, that happens sometimes and I just try to be really positive about it. Sometimes it does get to me and I do have a little bit of a cry and a mental breakdown, but that's okay. You know, that happens and everyone has busy weeks and honestly, I feel like the end of the year, 
it's kind of funny because when you were younger, the end of the year, you were like, oh, winding down, like it's going to be, you know, Christmas soon. But then once you get to college, you're like, oh my God, all like these finals are coming up. And then once you're working, you're kind of cramming because everyone's trying to get a lot done before the end of the year. So yeah, I don't know. It's, it is what it is. And we are keeping a positive mindset. I was saying this on my story the other day, but like you can be positive and you can be happy even when things aren't going wrong. Like you can just still set tell positive affirmations to yourself and look at the bright side of things like obviously you can't do that for everything some things are just shitty but for most things on a day-to-day basis like okay you had to work late all week it's okay you're learning a lot you're building resilience like there's definitely really good things coming out of it and if you can kind of see it in a positive light like oh sometimes it's fun like i'm working late at night i'll you know make myself a bowl of popcorn and i'll get a fun drink and like i'll put on fun music and i'll just like put on a sweatshirt and vibe out and pretend like i'm in college at the library like I don't know you can kind of trick yourself and make it fun because if you're gonna have to do something you might as well be thinking about it in a positive way like if you have to do something regardless you might as well frame it positively because what's the point of framing it negatively you know all right let's get into the topic of today's episode which is strong not skinny now I have seen this on social media for years like this hashtag strong not skinny or just this concept of strong not skinny and When it first started circulating, I was like, oh, that's great because, you know, social media used to definitely be as stick skinny and as like drop dead gorgeous as you could be. Like it was so unattainable. That's kind of what it was like. I feel like when it when Instagram first came out, especially because a lot of the things were just like static images of models, essentially. And you we we didn't know enough to understand like, oh, these things are being photoshopped or like, oh, like this this is like 0.0000001% of people actually look like that. And just because you look like that doesn't make you a better person or anything. Like I was just young and I didn't have the foresight to understand that. And so, yeah, when this kind of concept of strong, not skinny came out, I was like, oh, I, I feel like I want to hop on that train because I've always been someone who has been muscular and, just like listening to podcasts and learning more about how difficult it is to build muscle, it's making me appreciate my muscles in a whole new way. I'm like, how the hell have I retained so much solid muscle despite not doing resistance training for so many years? That's a miracle. Again, granted, you do not have to pick up weights to retain muscle. As long as you're active and you're doing a lot of body weight stuff, you will retain muscle. But I just happen to retain a ton of muscle. Even in the DEXA scan I got, when I saw how much how many pounds of muscle were in my body, I was like, oh my goodness. Like I was shocked. And I used to see that in such a negative light. I was like, oh my gosh, like I wish that my legs would be smaller. Like I just want them to be skinnier. Like I think the ideal, quote unquote, the ideal body type 10 years ago, or like, I guess what, um, you know, media and the industry told us was the ideal body type societal standards. I don't know. It was like just very thin, like literally nothing's there. Like that somehow almost like emaciated and sickly looking. That was the ideal body type, or at least like, I guess on the Instagrams that I was on, like it was just as skinny as you could be. Like you wanted your legs to be like twigs. You wanted your arms to just be dainty like twigs. Like that was ideal. And I have never looked like that ever. Like I've always, again, been somebody I mean, despite when I was like way younger in elementary school, but like, you know, after puberty, I always had a lot of muscle. I was always very strong and I always weighed a lot. Like I've always weighed in the upper like kind of level of I feel like what people for my height would weigh. Um, And I didn't understand 
honestly, up until recently, like in the past year, that weight is kind of meaningless, to be honest. Weight is meaningless. What you really want to understand is how much muscle and how much fat you have. And yeah, you can use BMI as a predictor, but that's that's just going to tell you like on the average of like all the average, you know, American females who are 26 years old, this like height to weight ratio would tell you what percent of like muscle to fat you have. And that would be your BMI. Like it's just not personalized at all. And especially for people who have an athletic build and who are athletes who tend to have a lot of muscle for their height, um, your BMI makes it seem like you're obese, (laughs) which is so insane. Like, because I think obviously athletes are, you know, not obese. Athletes have a very specific body type and a lot of muscle for a reason because they're training to perform for their sport. But that's where I just think weight is honestly so dumb. And, um, I think a lot of females have a negative association with weight. And just even the fact that every time you go to the doctor, like I've been to the gynecologist a couple times because I had to get my old IUD taken out and a new one put it in, put in. And I had to get weighed like every time I went. And I was like, why? It's not like they're giving me a different IUD. I take a non-hormonal IUD. It's copper. There's no hormones or anything going into it. There's nothing where they would need to measure my weight for any reason, but it's just a standard protocol. And I honestly think like now I, I really don't give a shit. I really don't care how much I weigh. It doesn't mean anything to me, honestly. But I think a lot of people would really struggle with having to be weighed every single time. And like, for what reason, like what data point are you trying to collect? I think it's just honestly so dumb and can send a lot of people, specifically females like that I've known in my life into a downward spiral just from having to go to the doctor. Like, why would you want to elicit, you know, just so much stress like that, that would raise your cortisol levels and it would just not be good. So anyway, um, I think weight is not a good indicator of health or athletic ability or anything like that. Um, but you know, so kind of going back to this concept of strong, not skinny. So when it first started like this kind of first started circulating, I was like, I want to believe that's what I want, but it's not what I want. Like I wanted to want that, but I didn't actually want that deep down. So I'd kind of be like, yeah, I want to be strong, not skinny. But deep down, you know, in the back of my mind, like when I was by myself behind closed doors, I would just be like, no, I I just want to be really skinny. Like I don't care about being strong at all. So I, I wanted to be on that train, but I just couldn't get myself there mentally. This was, you know, when I was, you know, a freshman in college, I was really struggling. Honestly, all throughout college, I was really, really struggling. I never thought about weight once during high school. And then when I got to college, I was just consumed by it. Um, Just wanting to be really skinny, like for all four years of college, which I think probably a lot of college, again, female specifically experience. And it's honestly so sad. (laughs) And being thin or being the lightest you could possibly be is not going to make you happy. Like, it just simply is not. You might get there and then you'll be like, okay, well now I need to maintain this. And it's so exhausting. Like I saw this quote earlier and I've seen it for years, but it's like, don't spend 95% of your life trying to weigh 5% less. It's so dumb. Like, yes, there is definitely a healthy threshold of you don't want to be obese because then you're going to have a lot of problems that are actually going to severely impact your quality of life. You don't want that. But I'm just talking about the people that are like, but trying just trying to be five pounds lighter for no reason like they're already very healthy you know um and so anyway I wanted to hype 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 <laughs> hop on the strong not skinny train but I couldn't get myself there um until I started marathon training 
once I started marathon training, my life seriously changed because you cannot hide bad habits. The first marathon that I ran, I've talked about this so much, but I will continue to beat it to a pulp. I ran five hours and two minutes, not because I wasn't athletic, not because I didn't have the capacity to run faster, simply because I was so severely under fueling. I was so atrophied. I lost so much muscle. Atrophy means losing muscle. So when you lose weight, especially when you lose weight quickly, you will lose muscle. In order to, you know, lose fat in a sustainable way, it has to happen much more slowly. And I'll get into that in a second because that's what I'm trying to do now, like build muscle and lose fat. And you have to be very specific about how you're doing that. And it can be honestly a really fun, healthy thing. It doesn't have to be crazy, um, but you have to be coming at it from a place where you're really healthy mentally. If you're not healthy, healthy mentally, you cannot undertake any of like any fitness challenges at all. You cannot run a marathon if you are worried about eating calories. You can't. Um, and you should also never run a marathon. You should never run a marathon, train for a marathon to be skinny. That is the worst reason possible, okay? If you want to lose weight, there's a lot of other ways to do it, but training for a marathon is not one of them. And I'm just speaking t- you know, into the phone right now because I knew myself eight years ago. That's why I was training for a marathon. That sucks. That freaking sucks. That's not a good reason at all. And you will never be fulfilled from that. I was so disappointed after I finished my first marathon. It's a truly fucking awful feeling. Um, Cranberry fizz poppy break. <laughs> it is so good. I'm like chugging it right now. I get so thirsty when I'm talking, but I get so animated. <laughs> anyway, when I started training for marathons and I started seriously going after time goals, I was like, I know I'm capable of so much. I will not let myself hold myself back because I'm afraid to eat calories. And so marathon training really was the best thing that I could possibly do to heal my relationship with food, with my body, all of that stuff, which sounds crazy because you would think, oh, maybe it would be the opposite. Like, however, I know a lot of people, including myself who started running, started training for marathons to be skinny, but then found their biggest passion in life through that. And thank God, like, thank God that happened to me because I did not start for the right reasons. And I'm very open about that, but I'm here now for the right reasons and like you guys obviously know we're we're going to the moon we're going <laughs> we're, we're gonna accomplish a lot in the marathon in the next few years and I'm so excited and just continually giving myself physical challenges throughout my whole life is something that makes me really happy um but through that process I really learned like no I actually do want to be strong because being skinny like skinny means you don't have muscle mass like people who are very skinny very thin they don't have a lot of muscle mass. Like it's impossible. They just don't weigh enough to have enough muscle mass. And listen, not everyone needs to have an incredible amount of muscle mass. Not everyone's trying to go perform and train for these crazy marathons and crazy athletic challenges. Um, and I'm not saying that it's bad to have less muscle mass than someone else, but realistically, you need to have a decent amount of muscle mass, especially as you get older, because your muscles will start to atrophy. You can get osteoporosis, especially as females postmenopausal, your muscle mass will drop off like crazy. I am so scared for that. I really don't want that to happen. I love being strong. Um, but yeah, having muscle is so important for everyone, female, male, no matter what age you are, because 
Um, muscle is what supports you posturally. It's what allows you to move. Like in, if you want to be able to get up quickly, you want to be able to run around with your kids. You want to be able to literally do anything. You need to have a strong base of muscle. Not to mention muscle is more metabolically active than fat, just meaning it needs to consume a lot more calories to maintain itself, which just means even when you're resting and doing nothing, your muscles are like burning calories, like, like a fire, right? You want more of that. That's great. So let's come back to strong, not skinny. When I first heard this, I think the reason that I had such a hard time hopping on this train is that in my mind, I was imagining either being thin or being huge and bulky. Like to me, that's what I was like, okay, well, skinny means like thin. Uh, yes, that looks good. Strong means big, bulky, muscular, manly. No, I don't want that. That Those are the two images I was equating when I was thinking strong, not skinny, which is why I had such a hard time being like, I want to be strong. Now, being skinny, quote unquote, and being lean, are two different things. Lean just means having a low percentage of body fat or a relatively low percentage of body fat to your overall body weight. So let's take, let's, I'll tell you why weight doesn't matter. Here's an example. Let's take somebody who is 120 pounds, but they're 40% body fat versus somebody who is 150 pounds, but they're 25% body fat. Obviously the person with 25% body fat is healthier than the person who has 40% body fat, despite, quote unquote, despite weighing 30 pounds more. This is why weight doesn't matter, right? The person who is 40 pounds is, or sorry, 40% body fat is classified as obese. Whereas the person who's 25% body fat is classified as perfectly in the healthy range. So this is, this is where I just really don't like the concept of weight. It doesn't mean anything. And for anyone still struggling with that concept, I just hope you can think of body composition, which is, again, fat to muscle ratio. And this is where I'm at right now with strong versus skinny. Being skinny is different than being lean, right? So being lean, you can still have that like nice lean look, but lean and muscular, right? Like you don't want to just be skinny and have no muscle definition or I don't, I guess I'll say, I'll speak for myself. I, that's not what I want. I want to be lean but strong. And so that's kind of this new image I have when I think of strong is somebody who is very fit, very lean, you know, an athlete, right? Like I want to be as good of an athlete as I can possibly be. I want to run as fast as a marathon as I can possibly run. So while the body fat percentage that I currently have is perfectly healthy, like in the range of healthy women, perfectly healthy. However, if I want to run as fast of a marathon as I can possibly run, if you look at any elite endurance runner, elite marathon runner, and I'm specifically obviously talking about females because I would never compare my body fat percentage to a male. There are very different ranges of what would be considered healthy, but elite female runners have a low percentage of body fat because they have a higher percentage of muscle, which allows them to store more glycogen, glycogen stored in your muscles. So especially your quads, your calves, your glutes, um, your hamstrings, like all those lower body muscles runners have need strong, like elite runners specifically need very strong lower body muscles because that is what can store the glycogen for the energy to power you to run. So I want more of my body to be comprised of that muscle. Like maybe if this helps people conceptualize it from a different angle, instead of thinking, oh, I need to lose body fat. Like what about I need to gain muscle mass? Like 
sometimes for me, thinking about things of what I need to do more of is a lot more helpful than thinking about what I need to do less of. So for example, in this muscle mass gain journey, eating more protein rather than being like, oh, I need to eat fewer calories in order to lose fat. Like just concentrating on eating more protein, I'm going to be more full from the high density protein sources anyway that I would likely eat fewer calories in total. So I always like to focus on the things that I can do more of, not the things that I can do less of. Like I don't want to live my life from a lacking mindset. I want to live from an abundance mindset. I totally support people wanting to lose fat. Like I think that can be a great thing. It can be a healthy thing. Or if you're trying to get in shape specifically to go after a tough athletic goal, that might be necessary to drop your body fat percentage. But that also should be combined with at least maintaining, if not building your muscle mass. So you might not necessarily actually drop weight. You might drop weight, but you might not. But that doesn't mean that you're not hitting your goal. Like my whole point of this whole podcast is weight is a very bad indicator of anything. I just think it's just really not a great metric to use. Um, Sure, like I guess when you're really young and you want to make sure that your child is like growing correctly, I guess that's great to use weight. But I think as an adult, specifically somebody who like knows their fit, knows their athletic, but is so hung up on this concept of how much they weigh, you probably weigh a lot because you have a lot of muscle. Um, And you can be lean, meaning low body fat, without being skinny. Like you can be lean and strong. Um, and that doesn't necessarily, you don't have to look like a bodybuilder. You don't have to be huge. Like you don't have to have that body type to be considered strong or to be strong, right? Like you can be strong and still be lean. And so I think that is very, very different than just being skinny. Um, and that's my interpretation of the strong, not skinny concept today, which is such a healthy mindset, I think. And so again, like body recomposition, I think is a great thing. I think it's such a fun challenge. I'm so excited to share my experience with it over the next few months. Um, it's honestly, I think of it as something that's super fun. Like it's another fitness challenge. It's a nutritional challenge, like trying to get as much protein as I'm trying to get in a day. Like I need to be so on top of it. And I really like having a protein goal because it encourages me to eat more. Again, I said, eat more of something, not less of something. Right. And I just try to keep it very simple for myself. Like, I mean, basically in order to lose fat and gain muscle simultaneously, you have to do that in a very slow and controlled fashion. So I said this at the beginning of the episode, but if you just want to drop weight quickly, you're going to lose muscle. I don't know why anyone would want to lose muscle because what's going to happen when you lose muscle is your metabolism is going to go down because you have less metabolically active like makeup of your body because more of your body will be made up of fat right? A more percentage of your body will be made up of fat, even if you lose weight. And so your metabolism will go down, which means you'll have to eat less than to just maintain that weight. And so it's just a horrible cycle. Like it's so good to have a lot of muscle and to weigh a lot because you have a lot of metabolically active tissue in your body, meaning you can eat a lot. Like, I think that sounds probably great for everyone. And so I think, you know, coming at it from a place where you're eating a lot of protein, but just in a slight caloric deficit, that's what I'm trying to do. And this doesn't have to be a crazy revamp of your diet. Like that doesn't work for me. I don't like tracking things. Um, I would say if you've never like paid attention to how much protein is in things and you're trying to build muscle, probably like tracking how much protein you're eating for a few days um, would be a very enlightening experiment. And then you can kind of 
get acquainted with, okay, how much more do I have to add in? What types of foods are high in protein and do that for the first couple of weeks. But I think tracking everything every day, I mean, for some people, if it works for you, great. It does not work for me at all. Um, it's just, that's too exhausting. That's very mentally exhausting for me. Um, and I know how much protein is in things now. Like I'm very good. I have paid attention. I've tracked for a couple weeks at a time before just to see, you know, where I was lacking. And it was very evident. I was lacking a ton of protein. Like, um, and again, it depends on what you're training for. Like when I'm training for marathons, I will not eat as much percent of my calories from protein. I'll eat a a much higher percentage of my calories from carbohydrates and not to mention I'll eat much more, many more calories in total when I'm marathon training because you're burning so many calories marathon training. Like you cannot be afraid of eating calories if you're trying to marathon train. Um, I would never undergo a body recomposition journey while I'm marathon training because I marathon train for performance. I don't marathon train to be skinny. That's a terrible reason to marathon train. If you, again, I just think the whole concept of being skinny is not a good one. I think being lean, being lean is great, um, but being lean necessitates you to concentrate on keeping slash building your muscle mass while dropping your body fat, right? So that's a much more intentional approach and you have to be in a very slight caloric deficit because again, you still want all of those good proteins, all those good calories for your muscles to be able to grow, which means you need a sufficient number of calories, but you obviously need to be in a slight caloric deficit to end up losing some fat. Um, and slight as in like maybe 200 calories a day, right? Because you want to keep eating as much as you possibly can because you want to keep your metabolism as high as you possibly can. And I think, I think that years and years ago, I just did not have the right mindset about that. And I'm just so happy I'm in a place now where, you know, I, again, I've always had this goal. I'm like, well, why is it bad to want to have a goal to look a certain way? I don't think that's bad, but you can't have a goal to look a certain way like you can't have goals based on aesthetics if you are not healthy mentally I said this at the beginning of the episode but that has to come first and only you know whether you're in a good place with that or not five years ago I would never have attempted a goal that was focused on aesthetics because what I was trying to heal was a really horrible relationship with my body so having a goal based on aesthetics would have been a very very horrible thing for me because again like your mind controls all Like you are your mind. And so if your mind is not in a good place, nothing with your body matters at all. And I cannot stress that enough. Um, And often when you heal your mind, you'll heal your body. Like the two will come together. Um, You don't want to be fighting against your body. You want to be working with your body. And again, I think it's great to have aesthetic goals if you, if you want to have aesthetic goals, but just, you know, make sure you're coming from a place where you can take that on um, and that you're in a really healthy place with it. And again, only you know, like if you were in that place but if you are I think it's great to have people who you can kind of look up to who are doing the research like myself and um accomplishing you know body recomposition in a very healthy sustainable way because it's something that like I think if you ask the majority of Americans what's your number one fitness goal they would probably say to lose weight and they're probably doing it in these very unhealthy ways yo-yo dieting I mean actually I know that the majority of people are doing that like why why do you think Weight Watcher stays in business (laughs) like all these dieting programs like first of all diet just means what you eat but I guess it's gotten this really really bad um association with it and I just I have so much to say on this topic. It's honestly so hard for me to formulate all of my thoughts. But yeah, I just hope I can be a really good, healthy, vibrant example of how you can like recompose your body in a 
fun way. Like it does not have to be crazy. And also it's not going to be fast. Like it's going to be something that you're going to like, think about a marathon training block. You commit yourself for 16 to 20 weeks. Okay. Commit yourself to a different goal then for 16 to 20 weeks. Like for me right now, I don't have 16 to 20 weeks. I have like 10. So I'm just focused on this goal for 10 weeks and wherever I get to, like I'm trying to build as much muscle as I can. And, um, lose as much fat as I can. I'm well, that's not necessarily true. I'm essentially trying to, in the grand scheme of things, build 10 pounds of muscle and lose 10 pounds of fat. Meaning I would stay at my same weight, but I would just, again, recompose my body. Um, so I think it's going to be really fun. I got a DEXA scan, as I said, a few weeks ago, I'm going to share more about that on my story. I just emailed the company to send me the results because they printed them out for me on paper and obviously I lost the paper. I have literally no idea where it is. I probably threw it out. Um, and I want to post like, so you guys can see like, um, how much muscle I have, how much fat I have. And then when I go back and redo the test in, uh, about eight weeks from now, we'll be able to see if all the protocols that I'm doing are actually working because I'm taking a bunch of new supplements. I'm obviously eating way more protein. I'm strength training, um, three times a week. And before I claim like, Oh, these things are working. I want to see it in the hard data. And yeah, again, this is like not a super quick process. Um, um, probably something that, you know, I'll end up doing again for like 10 to 12 weeks and then we'll see where we shake out. But I think it's really fun. And I think it's, yeah, I th- I just want to be, you know, a good example of how these things don't have to have a negative connotation associated with them. And yeah, I just want to be there for people because I know a lot of people have a similar goal. And I've even had a lot of people reach out to me and DM me and comment like, oh, what are you eating to, you know, achieve uh, the body recomposition goal? And what kind of training are you doing? And people are definitely interested in it. And I think that's really cool. So yeah, anyway, um, this was kind of a rambly episode, clearly, but I hope you guys had fun. (laughs) Whatever you're doing, whether you're on a run, I don't, what do you guys normally do when you listen to my podcast? Are you on a run? Are you working? Are you driving, walking? I tend to listen to podcasts when I walk. Um, so I try to listen to them when I work, but the problem is I always am like, oh, I really want to listen to what this person is saying. And then I'm trying to do my work at the same time and I cannot double task. Multitasking is not my strong suit. Um, So yeah, (laughs) but I had so much fun talking to you guys this week. I hope you got something out of this. I hope you are just inspired to whatever you do, do it in a way that like makes you feel really proud, makes your body feel really good and makes your mind feel really good. And I will talk to you guys next week. Love you. Bye.